0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting their own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share The Void with somebody else who might be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So, if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service based business, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. This might be the dumbest thing I've ever said. That beer's too cold. This beer's too cold. Yeah, I put them all in the fridge for this you. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I, knew
1: I looked up on the fridge. I was like, I'm going to get a couple bush lights. No bush lights. We'll put the them fridge. all in the fridge. Uh, so I think there were several th- podcasts. We were like, "Oh, these are so man, warm." Man, I tell you what—like room temperature, but not hot. Like See, I was feeling it for a long time.
0: For the for the repeat listeners of the show, you're going to learn that David is a complainer.
1: I am a complainer. This
0: beer's too cold. This beer's too hot.
1: These tits are too big. These t-
0: <laughs> <laughs> you would complain about boobs being too big.
1: <laughs> That's your motto.
0: Remember? <laughs> oh man.
1: No, I love it. It's good. It's, it's, I'm just fucking with you. It's delicious.
0: So uh, right before we started rolling, we were talking <laughs> about how uh, a guy that David and I really like is running for mayor of our small town here in Blue Springs. Blue Springs, baby. And last time he ran, he had an opponent. That There were three people running. You had the incumbent, which nobody really likes. Uh, no, but, he's a crook. But then you had two other guys throw their hat in the ring, and, like, 30% of the people went for the guy that David and I like. Uh, and then 30% of the people went for the other new guy who threw his hat in the ring. And then, like, am I saying this right? It, it may I have, don't remember what the percentages were. It Someone may have been. Yeah, I think it was, like, 30 and 30. And then 40% went for the incumbent. It was probably, right? like, 30, 30, and 31. Something like that. Uh, but basically like like 60% of the people did not want the incumbent in there.
1: That would have been right. Yeah. No one wanted the guy, but you know, we see this all over the country in like, uh, you know, Senator races and stuff like one guy will pop up and then take like 12% and then, but they'll be running from the same party. And yep. then that party will lose. It's just it's enough usually, to take it away from the other guy. It's usually the Republican Party because for some reason Republicans can't get out of their own fucking way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, no, I want to do this and I want to do that. And we got to fight. We got to fight. If you idiots weren't battling each other. Right. And could come together. Yeah. You would win all the races. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's like their egos are so big that they can't just step aside and be like, no, the party's greater than myself. Yeah. It's just it's.
0: It's so stupid. So I was at Chris's little uh, watch party as the votes were coming in. Um, Was that four years ago? Two years ago. Was it two years ago? Yep. Um, I was, because I was there, this was two years ago, I was there doing work on my computer, like business work on my computer while all that was going on. Um, Because we were fresh off the ground at that point. But I was there, and it was interesting, like he had a computer hooked up to where he was getting poll numbers, or like, ballot numbers faster than than the TV would show you. Oh well, of course. And, um, you know, he was just like, man, we're splitting them too hard. Like uh, He knew. He, he knew that He's, the other guy was, like, costing him, yeah. you know, votes. Yeah, so. and
1: I, I mean, I'm not, I keep saying this, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I think I'm becoming one. Like, did that guy run to pull votes? Uh, maybe. Maybe. No, you you just never
0: know. So Chris, this is why I like Chris. Chris is, like, conservative-minded, but he's still... He doesn't go take that firm stance, right? Now, the other guy, he he might as well be, like, a little miniature Trump. Like, he's got a podcast about, like, all America, make America great, and, you know, like, he is just all about it. So, like, when the... Uh, Again, this was a couple of years ago, so when COVID was in town, or when COVID was here and everything in town was shut down, and you had that one restaurant here in town that that defied the order and opened up.
1: And they were like, get bent.
0: Yeah. The other guy that was running against Chris, Dale Carter, uh, he, like, hosted his podcast in their restaurant during the, like lockdown-defying the, the defiant opening. opening. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, he like, well, we're going to record a podcast in your restaurant because yeah. we're not supposed to.
1: Those two should have really got together and been like, look, dude, yeah. we've got to figure something out because we both want the same thing. Yep. Like, I, we've got to start doing that. Yeah. We have, if you want to vote middle or middle right, you've got to start doing that well, that's, or you're just not going to win.
0: You go national politics. That's what those, like the national conventions are for. So they can all unify around one person. Yeah, but they don't. I know. uh, Eventually they do. Um,
1: You gotta, like, break a guy's arm and threaten his wife, and, I mean...
0: Before that, you have Kamala calling the now president, like, all kinds of names. uh,
1: Who's Kamala? Kamala Harris. Oh, Cacklebritches? Yeah. I forgot what her real name was. Yeah. You got her (laughs) calling him a racist,
0: and now she's his vice president. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, it's so stupid. It is stupid. So stupid. We should make, like, a... Um, Chris Levisay, Blue Springs Mayor. We should make like a little thing for him in our reels and then post it. Maybe. We'll make him a little something. We'll see. Love me some Chris. He's a good dude. Chris Levisay. So he here's is the, a he, good dude.
0: Here's the cool thing about him. Uh, He remembered, this would have been like six or seven years ago, I shared a photo of, or I shared a post on Facebook about where I proposed to Danielle. All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information in a one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a one hundred percent growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So, if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. And it, I like share the story about. How I got Danielle up early on Thanksgiving morning, and I made her go to a park with me. And, Which
1: means she was mad already.
0: Oh, she was fucking pissed. She hated. She up early. was pissed. <laughs> she was trying to make pies it. because that's her job for all family gatherings. Is she makes she makes a bomb ass pie, so her job is to make pies. No and, comment. <laughs> and I make her get up early and meet me at this park, and uh, um, and so I like shared on Facebook the story about how I proposed. Was it, it at Old Mill? Yeah, it was Old Mill Park. Oh, hey, how about that for memory? Right, right. Ah. So six years later... It's a victory for me. Chris Levesay sends me a message, and he's like, hey, just thought you should know, next weekend they're tearing down that little pergola that you guys got yeah. proposed under. So... I mean, it's only going to be up for one more weekend. So, like, he
1: remembered it. He remembered thought he, about you.
0: Yeah, and he he didn't remember the details. He said, "I for some reason I feel like this had some significance for you and your wife. I just wanted to let you know that they're updating the park and they're tearing that down after next weekend." I didn't know that. And and so we rushed, like we made date night that yeah. week and we went and and it was fucking cold. It was like January February. It's like 13 degrees out. <laughs> and we like went and took a selfie photo underneath it like a couple of days before they tore it down. But Chris, like that's how that's how cool that guy is. Is he remembers that shit from years ago. Yeah. And then sends you the message. Like he didn't have to do that. No, of course not. You know, but he, he was is, like, "I know somebody who probably he, wants another picture with that."
1: He cares more about Blue Springs than probably anyone I've ever known.
0: Yeah. Like Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like he just and he cares about the people that call Blue Springs home. Yep. Like, he knows that we live in the county, but literally, we live in Blue Springs. It takes me 37 seconds to drive down our road, and then we're in Blue Springs. Yep. And, I, like, I will call him and just ask him about stuff that's going on in Blue He knows every detail. He, yeah. He literally knows what's going on, who's doing what, what restaurants are opening, why they're not getting nice restaurants, why they're putting more rentals in and not house? Like, he literally knows Yeah every detail and when i call him like i hadn't talked to him like there was a subdivision that was going to supposed to go in by my house and i hadn't talked to chris in probably i don't know 5 years i called him he answered the phone yeah it was like david hey what's up yeah and like talked and then said hey i got to go i called him later he called me back and we talked for 20 minutes about it yeah like he genuinely was like okay what are the concerns why don't you think that so I can tell the other city, like he cares about the city yeah. more than anyone that's ever run or been on the city council. Yeah. He should, if anyone should ever be mayor of their own town, it should be him.
0: Yeah. He, uh, so like behind my house, we've got like, um, a hundred acres. I don't know how big that property is. It's big. It's yeah. And, and it's, it's currently County. Like my backyard is the County lot. Yeah, um, well... Which is kind of weird.
1: It's not... I mean, it's a county line, but there's a square there. Yeah. Like Adams Dairy City. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. But, but yeah, this little it's sliver... It's not incorporated. The, the county is like a peninsula right up into my backyard. It's not incorporated into the city. Yeah, they haven't annexed it out. And they had an excavator running through there last year or something like that, maybe 18 months ago. And it looked like they were getting ready to cut in roads. You know, eventually it'll probably be a neighborhood. And so I text Chris and yeah, I'm like, hey, hey, what's going on with that property? And, and I he's tried like, to get in on a group that tried to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> I, he, I says, <laughs> he says he says, I am a little unclear on what property it is. Shoot me a shoot me a map view and I'll I'll get back to you. So I shoot him a map view and I kinda draw around it and he goes, Oh yeah, now I know exactly what you're talking about. Let me check. He goes, uh, it's still not incorporated into the city and they don't like they're digging on like a provisional permit with the county. Like he went so far as to go to the county records and find out what yeah. permit they were using to dig on. Yeah. And he says it's like a provisional exploratory excavation permit. They were just trying to find out how much rock is in yeah,
1: there. Yeah, they were seeing how much rock, w-
0: yeah. w- what's the
1: water table, yeah. know,
0: stuff like that. Well, I could tell them because I've got four holes in my front yard that are 400 <laughs> feet deep. Not, not water at all well, around you're, here. You're on 400 the feet deep, no water. That
1: hill falls off what, 100 feet?
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah,
1: maybe. 80 feet? Yeah. There won't ever be any big stuff going on that hill. Like, there'll be... A, Hopefully not. There'll be an easement. Dude, not I'd, that I'd love that, to buy that. Not that anyone is freaking listening. To it. Like, yeah. everyone listens like, what are they talking, are they talking about? about?
0: I'd love to buy it. that would be pretty cool no, to park the, one you, house in there.
1: You know, like, that would be cool. 1.3 like, million. <laughs> get bent. <laughs> what, uh, you know, like, the story, the moral of the story is, even in your small town, if you want to be somebody and have an effect on your community... Like you can do it.
0: Yeah. Care about people.
1: Care about people. Care about where you're at. Yeah. And if you want to make a difference, make a difference. This this guy has been on the city council. He's, um, I don't remember what his other position is. Ran for mayor, lost, was back on city council. He's running for mayor again. Yeah. Like how many times can you get kicked in the nuts and be like, no, I care so much about my community. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. If anyone wants to support me, I would gladly take your help yep chris would say see there's a short right there There it is <laughs> love chris well oh did, right. you, did you see floppy mcgee well that's topic one floppy mcgee got run over we
0: got the flop goat
1: yeah he he's not the goat i mean he, he's the goat of flopping it's, it's goat wouldn't it be goat flop greatest of all time at Flopper. flopping
0: yeah the like, goat at flopping? He is he has brought soccer into basketball. <laughs> and what's funny is we don't even have to we don't even have to mention his name. Everybody already knows exactly who yeah. we're talking about.
1: Yeah, my ten year old daughter is tougher than LeBron James. Yeah. she you plays, just mentioned his name. Oh, uh, should I not have?
0: <laughs> well, I was gonna go the whole series without mentioning you his name. You don't have
1: to. I can. Okay. LeBron James is a <laughs> flopper and he's not Michael Jordan. Yeah. I said it. He's not even Kobe. No.
0: Yeah. Like like he's he, not Bill Russell there's where oh, he's going to be
1: the greatest no he's not there comes he's a like point
0: 5 when you get in early and you refuse to leave your stats will be impressive right simply because you've put in more time than other people <laughs> like like you're going to have more points right you're going to have he's, more
1: i i'm not going to totally agree with that cuz he still plays at a pretty high level he yeah. he plays at a high level he plays he is great but he is not the goat no he is the goat the, the at argument falling on his ass on purpose and trying to pick up fouls the the oh, argument and, is and being the most divisive athlete in the history of maybe mankind oh god yeah. Like, yeah like he's the goat at that i'll give him that
0: yeah yeah your stage is not politics it's basketball
1: yeah play basketball and shut your ass yeah i mean your face
0: let's hold up a picture of a book yeah that malcolm x also read
1: He's probably gonna hear this and he's be like, these guys don't they're you,
0: losers. You think LeBron listens to this show? No, he's not. But
1: <laughs> you never know what's going on. But hey, happen. LeBron,
0: if you want to start your own business, we can probably help you out. <laughs> yeah. Like that guy's gonna turn a wrench. He's not even in the <laughs> argument. No. The, the argument is is Kobe or or Jordan.
1: Or Magic Johnson. Eh. Don't you eh me. I mean, everyone, don't he's everyone, strong. What about Wilt Chamberlain? Did you keep bringing? You keep bypassing these greats of all time. They're great, but they're not Kobe, and they're not
0: Wilt. They're not Kobe, and they're not Jordan.
1: First off, Jordan's the greatest of all time. That's number one. The next four can be debated, and then like LeBron's at six. Yeah, everyone's like he's 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 he two or one or three. No, 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 no stop when you when you don't play defense and when you flop that automatically it should it, drop you out you of you ruin out 10, of your,
0: yeah you ruin all your credibility you're
1: automatically out of 5
0: yeah for me show me show me a, a video of lebron going to the sidelines and having somebody reset his dislocated finger and then getting back on the court yeah and i will <laughs> i will then give him the same credit that i give kobe cuz kobe's done that
1: yeah michael jordan called him out I, <laughs> He was like he doesn't play defense i would if i was defending him he he can't go left yeah. I think that's what he said. And I yeah. was like, oh, that's probably right. <laughs> that's like, probably accurate. You think he's watching tape? He yeah. probably is watching tape. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you ever see the uh, that uh, 30 for... It wasn't 30 for 30. Um,
0: the one on Jordan? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, it was on Net- it's on Netflix right now.
0: Yeah, it's been on there for a while. Dude, it's um, good. The I'm Last Dance. The Last Dance.
1: I'm not all the way through. I think I'm on...
0: Oh, it's damn good.
1: Three? I think I'm on three.
0: I can't wait till they do one similar for Kobe. So but um, the problem
1: is Kobe's passed away.
0: Yeah, they can still do it. Yeah, but um, they
1: won't be the interviewing dude. He's literally sitting there pounding bourbons. You you want like that's like if someone if if I ever become famous and have money and people are like we're gonna interview you yeah I'm gonna be pounding bourbons yeah like, I mean that's what makes him the goat yeah he's literally sitting there by himself pounding bourbons talking smack
0: yeah I mean you and telling stories you want a so, uh. You want a, a similar story on uh, Kobe? You go, um, you li- uh, you read Tim Grover's book, Relentless. Tim, oh, I've heard that's good. Tim Grover was Kobe's like private athletic coach, and you follow that, and you can get a good window into Kobe. Yeah. So Tim Grover's badass. Yeah. He's he's a Kobe ul- was great. He's an ultra badass. I mean, he was great yeah absolutely Not great. that we
1: talk a lot of basketball in this show, but no if anyone wants we, you know what you know what the real problem with the NBA where we live is we don't have a team no we don't like we have the T-Mobile Center and they're talking about getting an, a hockey team here
0: they've been yeah the Casey what Mahome's just tweeted it out
1: well i I don't know where they'd be coming from but I mean like if i if I could have an I love hockey. But if I could choose to have an NBA team or hockey, I'd probably choose NBA. Yeah. Because the season's so long it'd give me something to root for in the summer.
0: Right. You know, like right. it
1: sounds stupid, but it would it would be great.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't know if we'll ever get it.
0: I don't know. I Casey's not much of a basketball town. Are we're also Well Are You kidding me we're a college basketball town. No, we're not. Kind of. No, we're not. But I don't. We I love don't, college sports. I don't think KC could support an NBA team, and I think they would struggle to support an NHL team.
1: I think they would struggle to support an NHL team. You know what? You say that Mavericks games are sold out, and it's minor league garbage.
0: Yeah, but it's uber cheap.
1: You know what the real problem is? T-Mobile Center's downtown. Yeah. People hate going downtown. This whole Royals moving to the downtown Yeah. is the biggest load of horse shit. You, you watch. Have you been listening to any of that? Oh, yeah. They're going to North KC. North Kansas City would be perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can, it, it, you don't have to go to downtown if you're from Kansas and you don't have to go to downtown from your, if you're from Missouri and you can kind of meet up there in northern Missouri. Yep. That's what's, that Just would wait. be the best.
0: we will put it in the flood grounds up there. I mean, they'll build it up, but.
1: <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. It. I don't know. Hopefully that happens. What All do we right, want to talk about today? We got Mitch? two more
0: topics. <laughs> topic Business one topic. was the flopping goat. Loser. Uh, Topic two is not every customer is your customer. And topic three is a little acronym, CLCA. I
1: had a real good thing for CLCA, but I don't want to yeah, say what it
0: is. You get your mind out of the gutter.
1: It's in the gutter. <laughs>
0: Deep. All right. So not every customer is your customer. I had somebody message me the other day saying that uh, they, they were asking how to politely let somebody down uh, because they didn't want to do the work. And they're new in business and they're trying to get every job they can. You know, at, at that stage in the game, you're trying everything you can to get work. And so he was he was like, how do I turn this work down? How do I politely let these people down? How do I politely tell them I don't want your work, right? And so I told him two options. One is you could just never submit a bid on the job, right? Um, kind of chicken shit. It's kind of chicken shit. <clears throat> But if they don't have your bid, you, they can't ever do work with you, right? Um, I don't like that a a lot. Like I've done it in the past. I'm not proud of doing it. I don't do it anymore. We always give a bid. So at that point, you're kind of like, I price hate out. Well, yeah, you're price you're out, giving man. them kind of a fuck you price, right? Like I'm gonna give you a number. But, because I have a feeling you're going to be a pain in the ass to work with, then i'm going to overprice this thing because I got a feeling you're going to be yeah. like consuming a lot of my time right yeah it, so it will,
1: and just the headaches and the bitching and the moaning or the job just sucks so bad you know you're in a yeah. crawl hole and it's going to be awful, so you're like, mm, fifteen hundred extra bucks
0: well, in in your window into that, and if if you're a customer listening to this, uh listen the fuck up. <laughs> When you have a con fuck, that's a bad word. Fuck, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, When when you have a contractor in your home and you're trying to get a price on something, the wrong thing to do is bitch about every other contractor you've ever hired.
1: Yeah, because the one you're talking to is immediately like, "Oh shit."
0: Uh, What's the one common denominator? You you're you're bitching about (laughs) ten other contractors. It's you. (laughs) <laughs> it's you. It's you. You're unpleasable. You're not very good at communicating your expectations. You you, you don't, change your expectations halfway through the job, or you don't know what a remodel looks like, and so when something
1: happens, you don't really understand why or when, and then just immediately complain about it. Yes, because you don't realize the process. Yeah, and that's just what it takes or, to get some shit done. Yeah, you're Sorry. judging
0: the the finished product by the progress photo, right? Right. The the demo, right. or you know yes. whatever. Like yeah, so
1: there's dust on my table. Yeah, no shit. I just cut a hole in your ceiling. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, what do you want from me? It's going to be, like it's not going to be atrocious, but it's going to be a little messy. Like, do you want me to dexter your house? Yeah.
1: Like, am I taping and plastic and everything? Because guess what, that price just went up. Yeah. A thousand bucks. Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: So I you...
1: I will do whatever you want, but if you don't tell me what you want, you can't complain that I didn't do what you want.
0: Yeah, and and for the contractors listening to this show listen the fuck up <laughs> when you're in a customer's home and all they're doing is bitching about every other contractor out there. That's not an opportunity for you to shine. That's a, that's a glimpse into the fact that they're probably going to be bitching about you later. Yeah. So like all
1: you can do, like the best you can do is do good. But yeah. the worst you can do is shit. And it's probably going to be shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. way, even if you do your average, she's gonna think it's shit, and then you're gonna end up with shit reviews.
0: Yeah, so that's why we say not every customer is your customer. If you get into one of those situations, price it accordingly. Like don't not give a price. Price it accordingly. Or
1: yeah, or and, and, and if you're in doubt, price high.
0: And and then here, like very high. So we call that the fuck you price, Christian. Right, like. He- I don't... Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I don't want this work, but if I do get this work, it needs to be worth this much money in order for me to have this work. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to have this much extra time dealing with this customer, right? Right. Well, every once in a while, a customer accepts your fuck you price, and you're like, fuck. You've, I just want to go
1: on record that this is the first time ever that Mitch has said the F word more than I have on the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm just saying. So... It happens, right? Dan. So then, <laughs> then what you run into is you still have an out. You still have an opportunity for an out, right? Yeah. I've I've used this line in the past, and it works very well. So a lot of people in this position, they're afraid of a bad review of somebody that they're backing out of after they've accepted their FU price. Uh, I was a little bit more PC about it at that point. I-
1: I I was was (laughs) letting you go on a run there.
0: So here's what you do. You tell them that, look, we're in the business of making customers happy. And based off of our interactions so far, I don't feel that we're the best contractor to suit your needs and to make you the level of happiness that you're expecting. And so because I don't see a high likelihood that we're going to be able to make you happy, I'm going to go ahead and back out of this agreement. It's that simple, yeah. right? So yeah. where this would happen is they've accepted your FU price. You may go back for another visit, and you're starting that scheduling phase. You haven't done any work yet. And they're, and they're already getting into you. Well, yeah. I, I don't like to be up
1: before 9, and I'd like everyone to be out of here by 4. Yeah, and, and I want a, my house
0: dusted every night.
1: Yeah, then, then and, like your, your initial thoughts of this isn't going to go well, have now been quantified, and you're like, oh, uh, we got to get out of here. Right. i got to get out of this. i got to back out of this.
0: Right. So, you know, ironically, so we, we've talked about this on the, on the show before. We've uh, talked
1: about everything on the show. Isn't that what you tell me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Busting my balls Better, all the time. <laughs> Better Business
0: Bureau. I track every lead source that we have. BBB. Today, get we got B-B. another lead from the Better Business Bureau. Now, granted, we don't advertise with them, right? So these leads come in just because we have, like, a perfect rating on the Better Business Bureau. So... Uh, we got a lead come in today. And I, I'm like, mm. Where is it? If history proves itself, it's in Lee Summit. Oh, okay. But I'm like, if history proves itself... These people are 75. There's a 50-50 <laughs> shot. They don't take our repair suggestions and they just pay our service charge and leave because we only have a 50% sale ratio, like sale convert. We call it conversion.
1: You're flipping a coin.
0: Yeah. There's a 50-50 shot. They don't even take us up on, on our pricing. Okay. But then... If they do take us up on our pricing, we average two hundred and thirteen dollars for for every time we make a sale on a BBB lead. You know what? I'm
1: I'd like to apologize right now. I I said uh, it's still a sale. It's still a sale. It's still a sale, and you're still making paychecks. And sometimes that's what it takes to keep your company rolling. So I apologize to all of you that it is when you get that. Do however not, do not thumbs down. I just
0: <laughs> however
1: take it and go. You know.
0: You no. Know, speaking of thumbs down. Damn you get, it. You get a thumbs down? No, no, no.
1: No, wait, wait. Finish your th- finish your thought. Oh, I'm, I'm stopping.
0: Oh shit. What well, the I was I was looking on Spotify the other day. Yeah. Our listeners are doing a horrible job of giving us five-star reviews on Spotify. Now, I don't have iTunes. I, I prefer my screens non-cracked, so I have an Android. But, don't
1: make me hold up my 8 with a flat screen. Uh I've dropped that Look thing. at your charger cord. That's your charger cord. That stays in your house. I think your fucking dog and cat are chewing on that son of a bitch.
0: So, if you're listening on Spotify, that that cord showed up looking like that. I don't think so. Friggin' three wires and half electrocuted just to charge your iPhone. You know what? It's still charging, (laughs) and this phone is like 10 years old. Yeah. So, if you're listening on Spotify right now, go leave us a fucking five-star review, damn it. Especially like,
1: if, you, if you've listened to more than two, get bent. Help
0: us no, out. Yeah, there you go. Help us don't out. Don't get bent. Leave us a damn review. I'm saying get bent if you don't leave us a review. Like, we're yeah. dropping mad knowledge for free. I'm not going to say mad knowledge.
1: I'm investing my time here. Help me the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm begging you. Dave
0: gets paid in reviews. <laughs> I get, so far, he's been paid $15. dollars I
1: get paid in bush lights, and it's shit. <laughs>
0: okay? They're too hot. Then they're too cold.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, damn yeah. right they are. Good so re- people, Mitch is right. G- give us some good reviews.
0: Yeah, and please. if you're on iTunes, if you like cracked screens, then if you can see through the cracked screen. Find a way to give us a five star. But if you're on Spotify, take have your you, nice clean screen. And have you go ever give us a five have star.
1: you ever seen a Samsung phone get cracked?
0: No, I have seen them catch do on you, fire.
1: Do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> What I gotta, was that about, not alienating, half your, th- alienating half your customer base? He kisses, he bitches at me all the time about oh, being no. divisive, and be divisive and this and that. Those iPhone people love
0: my green bubble on their text chat.
1: I wonder how many, like, I wonder if, if I smashed your phone in half right now, like, I wonder how many people would go to YouTube to
0: see if it actually happened. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> I'm kind of needing that for the next couple of days He's panicked because he yeah. thinks I might <laughs> smash it I know Dave, Dave's, and I know he might. <laughs> so there's three
1: people in the room right now. <laughs> He's holding it Mitch, right now, by the way. Austin, I'm
0: sweating. Mitch, Dave, and Austin. <laughs> I'm also, fucking sweating I we, now. I
1: say we take a fucking vote. <laughs> and if the vote's two to three, I'm smashing the people phone. People watch video for podcasts. Uh, they do if you smash Mitch's phone <laughs> into a thousand pieces. Austin, also, if, who writes your paycheck? <clears> also, if you've been skipping through in this video, we haven't started talking about topics yet, so just keep skipping through. Austin, <laughs> If uh, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Who do you think has more money, me or Mitch? Uh, I think you do. So if I smashed this and Mitch fired you, would I make up for it? Why would he fire me? I didn't smash it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he voted the wrong way.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna smash Mitch's. You've been voted phone. off the island. So you know, at first off, 15 years ago, I might have. I used to throw Mitch's packs of cigarettes out of the car. He yeah. thought he was. Uh, he thought he was cool. He was gonna smoke. We'd be driving down the road. From right.
0: what 19 to 21, I think I smoked. It was I, like two years. I, smoked. I just pick up his cigarettes and like throw them out the window years ago.
1: and tell me he was a loser. And to be like chain smoking, you know who? You know who? You know who a good friend is? Someone that'll take your cigarettes and throw them out the fucking window and tell me that you're doing something stupid. That's a good friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I did that to Dustin, he'd well, have stabbed me in the
0: face. I was I was a good friend to Dave. Dave just didn't listen. <laughs> he'd make you like... That's true. <laughs> that, that's
1: damn right. I'd tell him he's fucking up and he just wouldn't <laughs> yeah, listen. I just wouldn't listen. He'd make you stop and go find him on the highway. Yeah, I locked yeah. up my shit. <laughs> I'm not so, going to
0: smash your phone. Back on the topic of not every customer is your customer. The easy way is for you to like pause and write down who is your ideal customer and then pursue those people. And literally just the mental exercise of pausing and figuring out who your ideal customer is will help raise the alarm whenever you're standing amidst the non-ideal customers, right? Yeah. Like, I'm just going to... Yeah. This isn't my ideal customer, but I'm just going to go... I'm just going to throw one out, okay?
1: Okay, let's see where the show's going.
0: If your ideal customer is somebody over 50 and of a certain sex, male or female, and that lives in a certain area... And that needs this certain thing, right? Like, let's say it's lawn services or something like that, right? Yeah. Well,
1: you're a gardener, whatever. Yeah, Fire like, whatever. Gardener.
0: Then, if somebody that's way outside the age range and way outside that certain area and that is asking you for like brush cleanup instead of yard mowing, chances are they're not your ideal customer, right? So pretty
1: vague, but yes, I get the gist. Yes, if
0: you're if you mow lawns, and and you like to target this area and this neighborhood and this in income level and these and the reason why you would target that is because they have beautiful lawns and so it makes it easy for you to look good, right? Right. So you wouldn't go. I mean, I'm just going to be real. You wouldn't go to the ghetto and try to get lawn jobs in the ghetto because those lawns don't look as good. And so it makes it harder to make them happy, right? Yeah. They don't appreciate the stripes you put in their yard because it's kind of hard to see stripes through weeds. <laughs> I'm just being real, right? It's true.
1: Yes. And, and
0: so... I, I was like, thinking of something else, but you're, yes. You're going to... Through weed? <laughs> through the weed smoke, it's kind of hard to see the stripes? So no,
1: that's not what I meant, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> so like, once you, once you I- identify... You call that your avatar, your client avatar. Once you identify your client avatar... You pursue that. And then anybody who's calling you for a lead that is outside of your avatar, it causes you to pause. It causes you to say, ah, wait a minute, uh, hold on, right? Prime example. Over the weekend, I ran into a guy, and he messages me last night. And I, I went to the lake this weekend with a big whole group of guys. I only know like two of them, and there's like 15 of them there. Right? Thanks
1: for the invite. Appreciate
0: Bam. it. Nice of you. Yeah. So uh, the, one of the guys reaches back out to me. I think I exchanged maybe five minutes of conversation with him over the whole weekend, right? Just making small talk, nothing big. We He messages me and he says, hey, uh, ironically, one of my rental houses has a plumbing issue. And I remember you were wearing a Smedley Plumbing t-shirt. So if mm-hmm. you could take a look at it, that'd be great. And I said, oh, where is it? And he he listed an address or he listed an area that's like on the edge of our service zone. Okay. So... Avatar problem number one is we don't do well in rental property scenarios just because landlords don't like our pricing, right? Avatar problem number two is he's like on the fringe of our service area. So I'm like, eh, let's give it a shot, but my expectations are low. So I give him the, I'm, I'm completely removed of all scheduling for work in our company. So I give him the main number and I say, call into this main number and Stephanie or Danielle will get you all fixed up. So he calls in, and they let him know that he like once they get the actual address, he is outside the service area. So he texts me back, and he's like, "Hey, you know, we texted yesterday, and you said you could take a look at it, but now your lady in the office is telling me we're outside the service area, right?" And and she had already texted me yeah. and, and said, "Hey, this guy who says he knows you uh, is wanting work, but his address is outside the service area." And I'm like, "No, our our service area is our service area. Like, no favors for anybody. He, like." The guy's not really a friend, but no. you know, like we just need to tell him that, hey, I'm sorry, you're outside our service area. <clears> so then he texts me back, and he's like, hey, you're outside. You know, they, I thought you said you worked here, and I said, well, we work in part of that area, but that's like on the edge, so that must be on the outskirts of that area. And he's like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, okay, hold on. And so I gave him a good referral of somebody who works out in that area. The guy's solid, like really solid. Yeah. And and so like he, I'm not gonna be, get bent out of shape because I lost an opportunity. He's not my avatar. No, and
1: you, stick, and you stuck to your systems and processes. Yes. Like, that's your layout. Look, yeah. we stick to it because it benefits us, and we don't have time. Th- like, those are our limits. Yeah, and yeah. And that's why we tell everyone, set up systems, set up processes, set up a boundary, yeah. and stick to it. Like, yeah. those are your... Those are your laws to abide by as a business owner.
0: Another thing I've I've seen this, we've never once done this in our company, thank God, and we never will. But Mm. I've seen other companies do this where they have a service charge, right? $59 or $89 or $99 or whatever it is to come out to the home. But then their schedule gets slow. And so now all of a sudden they're like, we'll waive the service charge just to get out there. Now they're getting desperate, right? Your service charge is part of an avatar qualifier. That's right. If a customer is not willing to pay your service charge, chances are they're not going to value the work you do. And so they're not going to like your pricing. And, and so you would get these routine service calls. Like there's only three types of calls where we won't charge the service charge. We only have three and they're large jobs. that will be over thousands of dollars. Yeah. And it's kind of industry norm that you may not charge a service charge when you're providing an estimate on these particular jobs. Okay? Um, so, uh, and I've, I've even considered holding it, holding our guns on that one, too. But for now, we leave that where it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, ours was, all, or mine was always, if it's system replacement bid, that's free. Anything else? No, you're paying the service charge. Right. Then it was, if a repair... and. I always did this. If a repair was over $1,500, I would waive the service charge, mm-hmm. but only at $1,500. But that was like my standard, and I stuck to that, yeah. and that was just, you know, that's how I did business. Yeah. You know, lots of guys do it that way.
0: Yeah, and and there's nothing, like there are companies out there that waive the service charge with work, with a repair performed.
1: Yeah, any and, any work.
0: And all it is is a shell game. You're literally hiding your service charge into the repair so you're still getting it, but the customer gets to feel good that you're waving it. Of course you are.
1: Right. <laughs> well, too, like when you break your processes, too, it's like your employees see that. So it's like absolutely. Like your, guy, like your guys already complain about going to the outer reaches of their like territory. Uh-oh. So then imagine if you broke your processes, and then imagine how much they're going to lower their process. Like man, screw Mitch, I'm going out to exactly. Kansas City and this and that, and it's like their customer service goes down. And it's yeah, just like. Yeah, absolutely. Look no, at, that's
0: that's that's a very real thing.
1: Look at Austin with a good piece of input yeah.
0: today. Yeah. Nice that's job, buddy. when when you break <laughs> your processes, then your entire team understands that it's okay to deviate from the process. Right. And that's not good. Mm-hmm. Right. No. So Gotta
1: stick to your guns. Always adhere to it. Always stick to your guns.
0: And that all starts with identifying who is your client avatar and going after that, right? So when that customer calls in and they're like, I don't want to pay a trip charge just for you to come out and auger this drain. If you will waive the trip charge, I'll have you guys out. Well, I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. Call Roto Rooter yep. and uh, see how long it takes them to say it's broke down and you need to replace it. Because we don't. It's gonna be within
0: ten minutes. We don't badger them. We just say, yeah. you know, okay. Call us if you need us. <laughs> I badger the shit out like, of people. That's all we do. <laughs> so it's true, though.
1: I mean, people that are that customers that are that way, you automatically know that, and that's why it's a qualifier. Right. That's why you have the service charge to qualify your customers because the ones that don't want to pay it or want to haggle out of it are not going to be paying the premium price that you're charging. Yeah. It's pretty simple.
0: Yep. All right, topic three. What you got? Acronym. C-L-C-A.
1: What's that stand for?
0: Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. First, they call you crazy. Then they call you lucky. Then they call you a crook. And then they call you for advice. I've been called a crook a lot. (laughs) So he just hasn't made it to the advice level yet.
1: Now, come on step three, the (laughs) stuck on three, (laughs) the
0: they proverbial. They I do need to clarify. They is the general public. It might not be the same person. It's not like Dave one day was calling me crazy and then Dave the next day was calling me lucky. And then Dave in the future was calling me a crook. And then Dave (laughs) was calling me for advice.
1: No, it's generalities. Yeah. Yeah. You're speaking of customers in general.
0: And, and, and not necessarily customers, just people that are watching you. That, that's true, too. Okay. People that
1: are watching your business.
0: Yeah. And, and so I'm going to talk about a story, that a very real thing that's happened to me over the last two weeks. And uh, for, for those that follow me on social media, you'll see that I am very transparent. Like, there ain't nothing in my life that I don't post on social media. Like, if you listen to the podcast last week... Uh, I posted that about my social media and then I just dropped a fucking reel about it, about how my wife was liking to send me nudes when she knew I was going to be around people. <laughs> and so I tried to try to get her back and send her a dick pic when I knew she was going to be around people and it backfired. And somebody saw that on my phone, right? <laughs> yeah, So um, the, um When I started putting myself out on social media, I was being very transparent. And I would have people say, "Oh, you're crazy! I can't believe you post that much on social media. You're nuts! Oh, that's wild." You I,
1: are nuts, by the way.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm fully, uh, I, I own that. Fully aware. Yep, yeah, fully aware. <laughs> and and so you would have people say, like, "I can't believe you post all that stuff on social media." Well, why? It's fucking real. Like the shit that happens to me is no different than the shit that happens to anybody else. Like I just find the humor in it. And for me, I think if you can laugh at stuff like that then you're in a pretty healthy position. But the moment you can't laugh at stuff like that, you're probably struggling pretty hard. So um, I would put all of that out there, right? Well, then you would have a post or like I had a TikTok get like 800,000 views um, and, and all this stuff. And then and then you'd be called lucky. Yeah. Right? Now, for those that don't understand, a TikTok that gets 800,000 views doesn't do me any good, right? Like, no. I mean... Increase your exposure, right? Increase your your uh, your reach. TikTok doesn't pay anybody. No. For a video that goes eight hundred thousand views. Yeah.
1: When I think of like the lucky acronym, it's like, you know, people that have been in business for, you know, heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, whatever, real estate. They've been in business for a really long time. Yeah. And then they start getting their own properties. Yep. And they start growing their business, and then they sell their business, and then everyone's like, "Oh, they were just lucky." Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe you didn't see the one thousand hours of work a month for you know twenty years to get there, and people are like, "Well, they're just lucky. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't actually do the. No. Maybe they just did hard work. Yeah. And maybe they just got there. But you're right. They people just come out of the work. Oh, they're just lucky. Yeah. Who cares? And it's just an excuse in their own life why they can't get to that level. Right. When really it's just they're
0: being lazy. Well, right? anytime somebody calls you lucky. It's because they're refusing to accept the amount of work it takes to get where you are, and because they can't even comprehend it, they're they're classifying that as luck. Because for them to get there, it would take luck. Because they don't possess that's true the work ethic it would take to get there. That's true. That's why people call you lucky.
1: That's true. And I mean, a lot of people like we talk about this on the show all the time. A lot of people are anomalies, and they are lucky. Like some people have some luck
0: occasionally,
1: but we talk about. Here for you to be lucky and for you to be successful, you have to work hard, yeah, absolutely right. You have to put in the effort to get to the level that you want to be at.
0: It's my dream that people call me lucky one day. Some people will,
1: <laughs> like, some people will get lucky and get there off of you know an inheritance, or they 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 bought one piece of property that someone came to them and said oh, I want to turn that into a subdivision and bought it for eight times what they paid. I mean, there's a little luck involved in things like that. But for the, the majority of people that are successful in this country, it is from hard work and dedication, yeah. not from luck.
0: Well, and it doesn't matter what kind of windfall landed you into that fortune. Uh, without hard work and without dedication, that fortune will soon leave. It can, yes. Even if luck is what brought it to you. It can, yes, Yes.
1: it can, it can. Without hard work and dedication, you can piss that money away real quick.
0: Yeah. Uh, Next phase is being called a crook, right? So uh, first they called you luck or crazy, then they called you lucky, and now they're calling you a crook, right? So where the crook level comes in is about the time you start to understand your worth and you start charging a fairer price for your services. Some people, and ironically... Not every customer is your customer, right? They aren't your client avatar. They're going to call you a crook because they don't see the value in what you're doing. Another prime example. Over the weekend, I went to the lake with a <clears> bunch of <throat> guys. One of the few guys that yes, I knew.
1: You've told me. Yeah. I didn't get invited. I didn't I get invited. Got it. it. Got it. I got yeah. it. Stop rubbing the dirt <laughs> in my wounds. So Maybe one day, Dave, and I will get together. Go. Yeah. God, if, I, if I'm on the level of Austin... Like, if we get invited at the same time, I'm going to be
0: pissed. No offense. <laughs> no good. offense. Awesome. Dave, it's all Dave good. needs a couple years ahead. I mean, what the? F- it's all good. Fuck. How about we make our own lake day? How about that?
1: Oh, now that I can make a pity lake day. That's right. <laughs> P- yeah, it's a pity lake day. makes it worse. Pity lake, lake day. Hey, Dave, I was just, you made me go down. Man.
0: You know, I can remember a time where we used to go to the lake every year, called a boating day.
1: First off, Lakewood Lake doesn't count as going to the lake. Okay, it's eight minutes down the road. Hey, I'm just saying.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so I'm at... all
1: riled up here.
0: I'm (laughs) I'm hanging out with these guys, and one of these guys has a couple of investment properties, and he called our company over the last year and had us do some work. And the first time he called, I was actually the service plumber that went out there, and it was a very simple thing like augering a floor drain. So it was a low-money thing, right? The next time he called, they had like a toilet flapper that needed fixed. A low money thing, right? Well, the next time he called, it was a very complex repair. And I wasn't the one to go out there. Not that that makes any difference at all, but now the price went way up.
1: No, you guys are solid.
0: Yeah. The price went way up because now it was not a crazy, super simple, like five-minute fix, right? Yeah. And so he had reservations. Well, then he has another rental property where he calls us out and they needed some more repairs. And we sent one of our plumbers out there. And he turned us down. He paid the trip charge and didn't have us do the work. And he's been holding that in for months until we met at the lake because he knew I would be at the lake.
1: Bad lake trip for
0: you. Okay. That's, that's where this story's going. No, 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 no. <laughs> totally fine. And so the very first night, we're sitting around the fire, and and he's asking, you know, hey, I I, I got to ask you about something, blah, blah, blah. And, and I said, you know, I, I looked up, like I had my phone with me, so I looked up the service call and everything else, and I'm like, Yeah, that pricing's higher than average, but without seeing it, like, the guy who was out there, he's a really solid guy, so there's probably a reason it was higher than average. Maybe it was galvanized water piping or something like that instead of standard copper, and so we do bump the price up on galvanized, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's an old house from the 40s. It's definitely galvanized piping, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) There's your money, dude. Right, and so he was like, well, I just don't see how you guys can get away charging that stuff and everything else. Now, keep in mind, he's got a, he's rental properties, right? I, I want to ask like 17 questions. I'm so, not going to just keep going. So I just flat tell them. I'm like, well, I mean, I know that you probably didn't want to hear this, but you're just not our ideal customer. And you know, our ideal customer is like an, an end user, right? A homeowner that that occupies the home, homeowner occupied. And, and they'll see the value in that. I said, you're just not in a position to see the value because you're a rental property. You're only budgeting so much of money a month. Uh, so much money per month for repairs. And then when a repair like this comes along, it blows your budget out of the water and anybody who gives you a price. Right. Yeah. And he's like, well, I got a guy, classic thing. They always got a guy. I got a guy and he came over and fixed it for $200. And the
1: guy didn't make any fucking money.
0: And I'm like, good for you. I'm sorry. Kid off. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. The guy didn't like make money. Like I, I can only imagine it was probably at least a hundred dollars in material. Yeah. And, and he was probably there for four or five or maybe even longer hours. And he's like, yeah, it was $100 in material. It was $100 in material and $100 in labor, and it took him all afternoon. And I'm like,
1: okay, you, you paid okay. him $25 an hour. Yeah. Okay. So if he had to drive his own car or his own truck or his own whatever, yeah. you paid him 25 He had to pay gas, insurance, and everything else. Good for you. He made literally no money.
0: Yeah. Good, so then-
1: Good for you for fucking that guy.
0: So so then it comes See, around that you know, uh, I, mean, I mean I know the guy's not quite a U.S. citizen and I know the guy doesn't even have insurance and all that and I'm like okay it's it, it, and we weren't arguing like it was a nice progressive conversation but I'm like we're, we're apples to oranges here
1: well and that's like, why I can't go to your lake visits <laughs> I told that guy to get fucking pent.
0: well <laughs> I mean I flat told him I'm like you're not our ideal customer right you're you're yeah. you're in a whole different realm you need a guy you don't need an established plumber with knocking on the door of 600 Google reviews and you know all the presence that we have you need you need like yeah. a guy you you need the back back page craigslist guy
1: yeah so you're right and and the crook and, and the crook thing really you know like for me when i first started out i got called a crook all the time and it was really because people knew that i was on my own mm-hmm. and working out of my house and they're like how can you justify charging the same amount that these big companies charge yeah and i was like i I was like listen do you want some 19 year old kid or 22 year old kid that works for a big company coming out and working on your stuff and you pay that price or do you want someone that's got 10 or 15 years of experience coming out and working on that and charging you the same price. Right. It doesn't matter my situation. Right. You're not paying me for what I'm doing. You're paying me for the knowledge and the expertise and the professionalism I'm providing you. And the
0: end result. Yeah.
1: That's ultimately
0: what you're paying for is the end result. Right. Yeah.
1: And like it doesn't matter if I have one truck or 75 trucks. Yeah. The number's the same. Yeah. You're still paying. The end
0: result is the same. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you have a shop and giant overhead or not. That's right. Like kudos to you for keeping your expenses low.
1: Yeah, and and you know, we've talked about it on the show all the time. That's what I wanted. Yeah. I did not want to have a huge shop and eight employees and do, you know, all this other stuff because I just didn't want the headache of doing it. Um and but that didn't mean that doesn't mean that my work wasn't more professional right. than a shop coming out. That was you know, humongous. I I mean, what do you, what do you want? Do you want it to be fixed? Right. Or do you want it to be, or do you want to pay some huge corporation?
0: Right. Right. Exactly. And that's, so, so that's ultimately like where this went. Right. And, and some of the other, like, there's, uh, there's a quite a few real estate investors in this group of guys. And, and very quickly, one of the other guys just jumped on and says, yeah, yeah, you, you're not like, you don't need to be calling a legit company. You need to, you need to just call your guy.
1: Or hire a guy. Like if you have. Well, he's have getting
0: a, he's getting up to that level where yeah. he can just have a guy on staff.
1: Yeah. Just and
0: have a maintenance man. Ironically, the guy that was kind of saying, "Yeah, you just need to stick with your guy," like he's at the level where he has a guy on staff. Yeah. Um, and typically those guys are a little quirky. Like while we're at the lake, he gets a text from his guy, and he's like, <laughs> he, "This this other guy he owns several mobile home parks." And and so he has a guy that drives around all the mobile home parks to make repairs to the mobile homes, and he's he gets a text, and I think the guy's name is like Chuck or something like that. It's kind of a kind of a like like an like, every
1: y- white man name. Well,
0: like an every Charlie,
1: Chuck, Charles.
0: Yeah, like an every mobile home maintenance repair guy mm-hmm. kind of name, right? Tim. Like. <laughs> Tim. Sorry, Tims. Uh, Sorry, all you Tims. And so he uh, <laughs> he gets a text from his guy. He's like, Jim. hey. Uh, I just wanted to make you aware I just got into a fist fight with the guy at 12B. (laughs) Like, they've thought about filming this guy's interactions and putting them on YouTube because it would be gold. Dude, if you're... But...
1: This is a complete sidebar. If you work in a mobile home park, you're going to get in a fist fight once a month. I think
0: you should be allowed like one fight a month.
1: I'm telling you, I am telling you right now, if a freaking guy calls you and it's past 10 and it's in a mobile home park, that guy's drunk as shit. Yeah, and you're going out there, and he's mad, and you're mad because you had to go, and there's gonna be a fist fight breakout.
0: I think this one was over dogs. Like even better, one dog <laughs> made an advance on another dog. I don't know, but anyway, one dog. But that's that's the caliber I'm of person. <laughs> that's the caliber of person you get when you have a guy, right?
1: Sounds like glories that have happened all in that same conversation. Like
0: I, when I went to the gym this morning, there was a new truck in the parking lot at the gym. This is an old 90s Chevy pickup that's, like, way jalopied out, right? The tailgate won't close because it's so bowed. Is jalopy racist? I don't think so. A a jalopy is like a hagged-out car, right? I
1: don't even know what jalopy means.
0: I've always known it to be a hagged-out car.
1: I'm I'm so scared of being racist now because of all the bullshit. I don't even know what the racist term. (laughs) are. I know what word you're thinking about, but I'm not going to say it.
0: No. Is jalopy racist? I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, this thing's a freaking jalopy, okay. okay? When I think jalopy, I think of... Uh,
1: like, when uh, you say jalopy to me... Who's
0: the Who's the hillbillies that...
1: Uh, the Beverly oh, Hillbillies? Beverly Hillbillies, there you go.
0: That's a jalopy, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, when I think of when you say jalopy, I think you can't see the dash from the cups and the yeah. Casey's pizza cartons and the invoices. Yep. And then the bed is so full of beer cans and... Construction always, debris. There's always at least one... Um, extra tire back there. This one had a shower pan, perfect.
0: Two open cans of glue and primer sitting on the tailgate. The open sitting on the tailgate, perfect. Drove it to the gym like that. That's awesome, right. So like, I don't that's, know why you
1: have to make fun of me.
0: That's it's the guy, trunk. right? <laughs> when you say I got a guy, that's, that's probably guy. him. That's the guy, right? And he's probably forty minutes late because he got a flat on the way there because he can't buy new tires. He only buys used tires, oh, I was and they thinking, get him like hundred miles.
1: I was thinking, fell asleep because he drank too many beers. Had to get Well, in it could be, and, could be that too. Like that's me.
0: Like, I'm not gonna when
1: I, when I get to be seventy. I'm not gonna bash a social. I'm retired. That's what I'm doing.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be driving a jalopy, running service calls at a trailer park just for fun. Like I got nothing else to do. Mm. Like Janine's like get out of the house. Yeah. I'm a restful service bitch. Let me show you something.
0: So where this where this evolves into, you know, crazy, lucky, crook. Then yeah. they start asking you for advice, right?
1: Well, that's after and they've realized you've made it, and they're like, oh, yeah, maybe this guy was onto something.
0: Maybe. And and so again, these are not coming from the same people, right? No, there are people that right now are calling you crazy, while somebody else is asking you for advice. There's somebody calling you lucky right now while another customer is calling you a crook, okay? Right. So it happens in phases. But uh, over the last couple of weeks, um, I was fortunate enough to be featured in the New York Times. And uh, it's a pretty cool thing, right? Dave Dave's an avid reader of the New York Times. He reads it every week. He cannot wait for it to come out.
1: I'm not going to say anything, dude. I'm proud of you.
0: He loves reading the New York Times. I'm proud Times. of you. So I
1: read the first off, I read the article. I'm proud of you.
0: I'm a numbers geek. I, That's ultimately what I highlighted I, in the article. I don't, so
1: I don't give a fuck about the numbers. I don't give a fuck about what the article is about. I'm proud of you. you're in there.
0: Well, thank you. You're welcome. So ultimately, what this article was was how rag.
1: <laughs> 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 there <it> was. <laughs> but I am
0: proud of you. But I'm I no, seriously, I am.
1: Uh, that was just a joke. I am proud of you.
0: What this article was about was the success that we are seeing with our all-electric Ford transit, right? And, um, you know, we were able to save $14,000 by buying it. We got a $7,500 tax credit when we bought it and we save about a hundred dollars a week every time we drive it because yeah. of the cost of, uh, recharging it versus refueling it. It's right?
1: been, it's been good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good. It's be, it's been good for you. And could you have an entire fleet of them?
0: No, no, absolutely not.
1: But could you have a few? Yeah, yeah. of course you could.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's been good for you. And, and so, uh, you know, I did this article with the New York Times. I had a couple of pictures in there. I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, no,
1: it's, it was super cool.
0: People go it lifetimes was, and was, not be featured in the New York Times, it right? It was
1: super cool, and so, you should be proud.
0: So, a couple of days after that, you know, I shared a photo of it on my, say, my Facebook and, and all of that stuff. And it's probably one of my most liked posts over the last year. Like, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, probably. Um, and, and we shared a post on it on a company page, and it's probably one of the most liked posts on the company page over the last year. And then my mom shared it, and that's always cool when your mom shares it.
1: No, right? it's not. So they, proud of my son. You know your mom shared she, it. She, I
0: think she referred to me as one of the Kelsey. She's she's like Mama Kelsey. She's proud of her son. I don't so. remember.
1: I, I remember seeing, no, your dad put something on there. I didn't see what your mom put.
0: And yeah, my dad didn't post much. No, he doesn't. But he so likes all he, my shit. But when he does, it's always mm-hmm. about Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, anyway, I had somebody reach out and ask who my publicist was because they've been trying to get articles like that and they haven't been able to do so. And I was able to take the satisfaction of saying, like, I don't have a publicist. Like, this is just good, hard work. Yeah, this,
1: his name's Dave Hilton.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> the, this is literally the shit we teach in Tradewinds, by the way. Oh, so
1: hey, Tradewinds uh, commercial sh- right here. Shameless uh, plug. Uh, 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 Tradewindsconsulting.com. Yeah. If you want to go to the website and fill out more info and be part of our group, we literally guide you through how to get so, I'm going to choose my words correctly here. We guide you how to get to the level that Mitch has got to that got him to the New York Times. Yeah. And we tell you exactly how to do it.
0: Spoiler alert. In the next few weeks, I'm going to be featured in the Washington Post.
1: When when I said liberal rag, like that was kind of
0: joking. Show me a non-liberal national publication. The... uh, Fox? No. It's not liberal, but it's still a rag. The Esquire?
1: (laughs) Do you remember when um, Will Smith was in uh, Men in Black? Yeah, and Tommy Lee Jones is like pulling out the magazine. He's like, "No, this is the most honest." Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the, the most. It's honest. the tabloids. Yeah, it's yeah. the tabloids. It was like the most honest journalism in the world yeah. was the tabloids.
0: He's ragging on the news. Ah, uh,
1: it's true now. Yeah, I mean, what do you want to do?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. The Washington Post. So um, we'll talk about that later. Ultimately, this cycle happens. And it's happening like in all phases. Like I'm currently yeah. today being called crazy while I'm being called lucky and I'm being called a crook and people are asking for my advice, but, but it grows into it. it nobody's going to ask for your advice at first until you've done shit. Nobody's going to ask for your advice. That's right. Right. You, nobody's going to say, how do I start a business? Unless you have a tr- successful track record of starting businesses, nobody's going to say, how do I increase my social media following unless you have a successful track record of doing that? And uh spoiler alert, if people are asking you how to do something that you've never done, th- that's not a legit thing. Like no, they, it's not. Well,
1: you know what? I mean, maybe you know sometimes people see people that they know and they're like, "Oh man, this guy's been so successful. And he's been so great and he's doing all these great things. Maybe I'll just ask his, his advice on this topic." Yeah. Yeah. Like, that I mean that happens. that can happen,
0: I guess. That happens. Right. But I I Bobby's have a habit
1: literally asking you right now.
0: Yeah, true.
1: You know? True. I mean, like, who's your publicist? You're like, I don't have a publicist. I don't have one,
0: right? I don't have one. So the, the, where all this comes from is attention is the new oil, and data is the new gold, right? So, like, it used to be that oil and gold were high-priced commodities. Well, now your, le- the level of attention you receive and your level of influence are the high-priced commodities. And what you do with that attention... Is the high price commodity. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's right. um,
0: so the more attention and, and not negative attention, we're talking positive attention. The more positive attention you can direct at yourself. Yeah, neutral or positive. Yeah, yeah. The the better you are going to fare, right? Yeah. So um keep that in mind as you are putting yourself out there more on social media and everything else. Um the more attention you have, the more influence you have, right? This is where social media influencers come in.
1: Yeah, that are making a lot of money, doing a lot of nothing.
0: They're, I mean, they're doing a lot of work. It's just in an area that's uncomfortable and foreign to a lot of people, right? Are they doing a lot of work? I, I guarantee you they are. Like, look at our... So our YouTube channel has just over 4,000 subscribers. It's small in the grand scheme of YouTube stuff. Yeah,
1: but, yeah, but you're not an influencer,
0: per se. We're getting brand deals. Every freaking day I have an email of somebody wanting me to do a video on their product and they'll pay me some affiliate pay, like pay, right? Well, hey,
1: have you got any of those from the water heater thing?
0: Uh No. So that's one of our biggest fails in YouTube so far. Yeah, I know, so. but I, it
1: was at my house. I'm trying to get paid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I will give you 10% of all the money we made. <laughs> and at this point, yeah, we got to go to like the three cent store. You could say
1: 90%. And I don't mm. think it would matter. Uh, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but again, you, you are making an impact to a certain core group of people. Yes, you are. It's just everyone else that doesn't quite drive with what you're doing. They don't quite see it. So um, essentially, be real. Show the bad shit too. Social media is not just a highlight reel. So if all you're in the habit of doing is bragging and showing the highlights on social media, you're doing it wrong. Show the the troubling stuff too. Like last week when I got the fucking backhoe stuck, <laughs> I made a I took a photo took a photo of it. Here yeah. it is, buried it in mud. It was really right? good. Like this shit happens, right? I you you'll you'll see probably a post from me when we get this big giant job done and I'll be victorious. But you got to see the struggle along the way too.
1: Well, and this, when you show the struggle on the along the way, and you sh- show fails, it it shows people that you're original. It shows people that you're genuine, like that you're a regular person. Right. And how often do we talk about when you're posting on Facebook for your business and stuff that you have to be real, right? That you have to be genuine. It's true. Yeah. You have to be. You cannot be fake and just be posting all of this great stuff. Oh, I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that. I did this. No one's buying your crap. No. Okay? You have to be 100% genuine in what you're posting and what you're sharing and what your business is about. People like the struggle. Yes, they do. Like- they, because they're going through a struggle right now in their own lives.
0: This this is going to be a little bit of a reach, but there's a reason Jerry Springer was so popular on TV for so long. It's because everybody has that person in their family. First off... Everybody can relate to the people that were on Jerry Springer.
1: <laughs> hey, tidbit into our lives. We used to get down in high school and go to Mitch's house. His parents were at work, and we'd watch Jerry Springer. Yeah. Like, we li- literally, there'd be... Me or Mitch, or me and one or two other guys, and we would literally be watching Jerry Springer. Right. Like, hey, what do you want to do, man? I don't know. Let's, let's watch the Springer. Let's drink your dad's booze. Like, it just, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I think he knew. still doesn't know that. I think he knew. <laughs> and we'd be watching stupid-ass Jerry Springer, and it's not because... It's, it is because it was real life. Like, you literally knew... Like, you could see the fake ones and the stuff, but for the most part, it was like, damn this guy's really banging his cousin. Yeah. Like, and you just were like glued into it. Like this is, how are people, why are people
0: doing this? Well, and even if they don't have the exact same struggle, they relate to the struggle. Right. They relate to the idea that, that you are struggling in some way. Right. Maybe I'm not banging my cousin. But maybe I got relationship issues. Yeah. And so, hey, at least it's not that bad. Yeah. But now they, I'm sucked yeah. into that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, my God. I thought I had it rough. This dude is... Right. He's doing a woman that's a dude. Right. You know, like, and it just, its it was real life at the time. And now on social media, like, if you post real life stuff about your business, like, things that are actually happening, people know the truth. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. That's real life. He's showing me that he screwed that up, and right. now they're going to be successful on this side of it. And and people relate to that stuff.
0: Well, like the day I, I posted the picture of the backhoe stuck in the mud having to get the tow truck out there, there's probably somebody who got a flat tire on their way to work thinking yeah. that their day was bad.
1: Yeah, and they're like, oh, bitch is an idiot. They didn't get a
0: 10,000-pound backhoe stuck in the mud. Yeah, right? They're
1: like, oh, he's such a dope. I only had a flat tire. You're right, though. Like, right. Like, that's that's real life. And then people respond to that stuff. And then when people are looking for a plumber, and they're like, oh, what flashes into their brain? Right. Mitch getting the backhoe stuck. Right. Instantly. Yeah. Sale.
0: Totally. Done. Sale. Yeah. So, uh, lastly, on this topic of the crazy lucky crook advice, CLCA. The crazy
1: lucky crook Crazy, crazy lucky crook advice. Crazy lucky crook advice. Yeah. Say
0: that five times fast. Well, I don't...
1: If you think about that, it's really weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, ultimately, playing it safe will never get you anywhere, right? Like, no. don't be... Like, if you, if you are seriously wanting to increase your reach and increase your social media following, don't be the guy that only posts the anniversaries and the birthdays and the highlights. Be the guy that posts everything. Like, post once a day. I, I have a challenge for myself. There's one specific Facebook group I post in every day, like clockwork. And there's one like I post on my own personal social media every day. And I, I don't say every day. I'm gonna say I post twenty eight out of thirty days a month. Twenty
1: eight out of thirty days a month you post twice a day.
0: Yeah, sometimes that, it's more than once. That would be what definitely that's over probably
1: what you do. I have had to block you. Yeah.
0: Ironically, one of my plumbers blocked me. But, because he
1: sees the shit and he's like, I don't want to fucking see this shit twice. Yeah. Like, he's oh, oh fucking Mitch, damn it.
0: But, uh, yeah, start being real. Start posting everything. In, in the, like, I've challenged people in the past and in trade wins, we challenge people to post every day and if you don't know what to post, just post a picture of your meal or whatever, right? Yeah. But, try to put some kind of thought into what you're writing. Don't yeah. be like, uh, it's, it's mahi mahi again. Like here's <laughs> fish, you know. Like be like, well, I I really had a hankering for hamburgers, but then I saw this on the menu and just couldn't resist. Yeah, like I, put a little I, bit of context to it.
1: I will. I will say the guys in Trade wins, like so, I friend all of them, or they. They're trying. Me. They're doing good, dude. They're doing and, good, and you can you can go through and see their interactions after or before or whatever yeah and i know it's leading to sales for them yeah like they're taking the reins and running with it i mean i'm really proud of them and i know that three of them for sure like they hate it like they hate it to their core yep they don't want to fucking do it yep and you know what they're doing they're doing it right they're putting the work in so for
0: because once they realize that that's a whole lot cheaper than an advertising agency yeah they'll be like oh fuck yeah, I better post about my fuck-ups more often.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I think they all listen to the show, and and so if if you guys are listening, you're in the Trade Wins group. We're proud of you. Yeah, like I mean, we track for those of you that think we're not tracking your shit and watching you all the time. We're on your ass.
0: We got a stack of notes. Like we
1: we are fucking on you all the time because yep. we want to see you guys do good. I mean, if you guys don't do good, then you're not in the group, and then you don't leave us a good review. It's like, I, I mean, it doesn't help us. Like, we can't grow trade wins. Right. Right? So we are practicing what we preach Yep. with with what you guys are doing. Um, and, I, I mean, they're doing great.
0: Yeah. They're just... They're doing awesome. They're doing great. I just, I'm proud of them. Yeah. And, shameless plug, if you guys would like more information on Tradewinds, uh, hit us up on Messenger. You can send us an email at askmitch at mitchmedley.com or you can go to tradewindsconsulting.com. And there'll be a, a button to contact us. So. Yeah,
1: at the bottom of the page, there's just, it says more info, and you just list your info in an email, and yep. we'll, we'll call you. We reach out. Literally, Mitch will call you. I and, will call you. And he'll say, hey, jackasses. I I've you want never, us to help you. I've
0: never once opened the conversation with calling somebody a jackass.
1: Oh, you're different than me.
0: Yeah, that's why I called them <laughs> Because Dave hey. would be like, hey, dumbass. Hey,
1: for anyone that wants me to call you, and say, hey, Jackass, you hit us on, on the Void page and leave your number. I'll call you and say, hey, Jackass.
0: Yeah. Hey, What's Jackass. Up? What's up, bro? Just record it. I will. Play it when you're feeling down about yourself. <laughs> it's just another day where I'm being called a Jackass by Dave.
1: Oh, man. No. Trade Winds has been great.
0: Yeah. so It's rolling. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. So, uh, if you guys liked what you saw today, and, uh, if this, uh, brought you some value, if it made you think about something in a different way, please do us a favor. And after you leave our five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on, please then share this show with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their business. So, uh, also if you guys are navigating through your various Facebook groups and all that stuff, as you see somebody who is asking business related questions, please do us a favor and tag the void, which is at podcast, the void, uh, tag the void in those comments and, and let them know that you're listening and, and how much value you're getting from it. So we would really, really appreciate it until next week, guys, we will see you later.